the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, and welcome to In the Word, a ministry of Calvary Chapel of Orlando. We hope that God speaks to you today as we continue our study verse by verse, chapter by chapter through the Bible with Senior Pastor Will Ramirez. Today, as we continue with our study in the book of Judges, Samson may have great physical strength, but he is easily manipulated by the mind games of a woman named Delilah. We'll pick it up in Judges chapter 16, verse 6. The title of the message is, How to Become a Fool. Judges chapter 16. We are in the thick of the closing part of Samson's story, of his life. You may want to keep a finger in the book of Proverbs. I'm going to reference it probably about 14 or 15 times So Judges 16, and keep your finger or paper or something in the book of Proverbs, because we'll be going back there. Samson, at this point in time, he's toward the end of his life. He is Israel's judge right now, and while that may be the case, he's, he's never really dealt with his core problems. He's entered into the position or the role that God planned for him, but he's never really entered into a heart that wants to fulfill that role in the way that God wants him to. He's never really dealt with his core problems. Samson longs for things that God forbids, and he's he's around him all the time. He refuses to rein in those desires, and now he's fallen for a girl who's working with the Philistines to take him down. We met her last week, and her name is Delilah. Now, Delilah is a Hebrew name, and it means she who weakens. I don't imagine there was any moms and dads who thought, let's name our daughter Delilah. So it's likely not her real name, but one that the writer of Judges gave to her because of what she does to Samson. And thus we embark on a journey of how the mighty Samson became a fool and lost it all in the name of love. And so if you want to become a fool for love too, then his story is a great manual, a great how-to book of how to become a fool. My hope is you don't want to become a fool and will learn the lessons of what not to do that Samson did. So chapter 16 I'm going to read verse 4, and then we'll pick up our study in verse 6. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Samson's heart is invested now. It's not just lust now. He has real feelings for her. And the Lord, lords of the Philistines came up unto her, Delilah, and said unto her, entice him, seduce him, and see wherein his great strength lies, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him so we can afflict him. We don't just want to kill him. We don't just want to capture him. We want to torture him. We want to make an example of him. And we will give you, every one of us, if you do this, each one of us, there's five lords of the Philistines, 
1,100 pieces of silver, 5,500 pieces of silver. And so that's where we left off in verse 6. It says, And Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray you, wherein your great strength lies, and wherewith you might be bound to afflict you. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven green withs that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as another man. And then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green withs, which had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber, and she said unto him, The Philistines be upon you, Samson. And he brake the withs as a thread of tow is broken when it touches the fire. So his strength was not known. Now, Delilah is told to seduce Samson into giving up his secret. And so Delilah, she does that in verse 6. Delilah says to Samson, tell me. Now, remember, she's offered, been offered a lot of money for this. So she needs to be successful to cash it in. And so she can have her best life now, okay? So she says, tell me, I pray you, wherein your great strength lies. Now, the phrase tell me means, oh, you must let me know. There's playfulness here. There's banter here. There's flirtatiousness here. There is definite seduction going on here. And then I pray you means please. So, oh, you must let me know. Please, wherein your great strength lies. Now, the first part of this question isn't too weird. It's not too abnormal. Anyone would be curious about this if they became Sanson's friend or got close to her. And, and someone who you were in a romantic relationship with would definitely want to know. But it's where it goes from here that it gets creepy. Because then she says, after she says, oh, tell, you must tell me, please, wherein your great strength lies and wherein you might be bound to afflict you. I mean, at that point, that's when I'm like out of getting out of here, you know? I'm like, girl, you're creepy. I'm not into that, you know, and you get out. I mean, this is just weird at this point. I mean, it's clear this is not good intentions, okay? The word there, to afflict, it means to mistreat. It's the same Hebrew word used for raping a woman. So again, if you're a single person, this is the point in the relationship where you give them a forced smile and you say, well, it's been nice, but I think we should go our separate ways, and then you run, okay? There is no way under the sun that this doesn't arouse his suspicions or it doesn't sound demented. There's just no way. It's obvious she has zero good intentions here. Now, whether Samson sees that or not, we do not know. What we do know is he decides to take part in whatever this little game of hers is. He decides, I'll play. And so in verse 7, it says that Samson said unto her, if they bind me with seven green whisks that were never dried, then I shall be weak as, and be as another man. Now, the Philistines were incredibly suspicious, like many of the Canaanites that were in the area. And so Samson decides to have some fun with his answer in light of that. He says, well, you know, if they bind me with seven green withs, seven was known to be the number of perfection or completion among the Jews, a special number to them. So uh, this is something that she would recognize. Green withs, it means cords that are made from fresh animal sinew, animal gut. 
fresh kills were often thought to still contain the life force of the animal, and their parts were often used for mystical rituals. Very often, even today in hunting rites, you drink the blood of your first kill as soon as the animal's dead. And it, it comes from that idea and that background. That's why the Old Testament and the New Testament forbids those kind of things, because they're bound up in occult-like ideology. We don't believe that way. We just ask the Lord. We don't have to partake of any weird stuff like that. So Samson's having a little bit of fun with her here. He basically saying, he pretends, well, the Jewish people are just like anybody else. We have our mystical powers and our mystical weaknesses. The number seven is our mystical power, you know, and mystical weaknesses, well, it's, you know, these new animal sinews. And so, pretty lady, now you have my secret. I'm in your power. What will you do? I mean, that's kind of how Samson's playing this. Again, I don't know if he's flirting with her or if he's just checking to see if she has some ulterior motive for asking. But when he mentions they, he's not talking about her, but if they, he clearly has enemies in mind. That's the only thing he can have in mind there. So, again, we have to ask the question, even if he's flirting with her, what kind of game is Samson playing here? He knows that there's enemy intent here. I mean, does Samson really believe he's invincible, that he can do whatever he wants and he'll be fine? Or have his feelings for her really made him this blind? And you know what? I'm going to give you seven steps to becoming a fool tonight, but this is step one. Step one to becoming a fool. Say to yourself, I can make this work. When you're doing something, God says you shouldn't. That's step one to becoming a fool. Say to yourself, I can make this work when you're doing something that God says you shouldn't. In Proverbs chapter 17, verse 24, it tells us that. In Proverbs 17, 24, it says, wisdom is before him. It's right there in front of him, to him that has understanding. But the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth. In other words, the answer is clear and right in front of someone who embraces what God says. That's what it means to have understanding. The Bible says the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So this is the knowledge of the holy. So God's word, what God's, God's commands, what God tells us is right, what God tells us is his character, what God tells us he loves. So the answer to someone who has that understanding is right in front of them and it's clear. But the fool says, he looks at that and he goes, ah, that's not it. And he keeps moving forward. Samson has a very clear situation in front of him. This is not a difficult decision to make. The girl is working with somebody here. The enemies are trying to figure out my weakness through her. Okay, I shouldn't be here in the first place. It's time to get out. But see, Samson doesn't do that. He decides, I can make this work. And he keeps moving forward. In Proverbs 18 Verse 2, it echoes this same thought when it says, A fool has no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. (laughs) The phrase there, to discover itself, means actually to express itself. Well, this is what's in my heart. This is what I want. This is what I long for. Can't be wrong if it's coming from here, right? Proverbs 28, 26 says, that's what a fool says. Proverbs 28, every Disney movie. Proverbs 28, 26 And I'm picking on Disney, but it's pretty much almost any fiction account today. But Proverbs 28, 26 says, He that trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whosoever walks wisely, he shall be delivered. That's what he's doing right now. Saying, God, I know I have clear instruction from you about this is a bad situation, but that's not how I need to approach this. I got this. That's step one to becoming a fool. Tell yourself you can make this work, but when you're doing something, God says you shouldn't. Now, 
Delilah goes, I got it. I did it. And the Philistines trust Delilah. So verse 8, then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green widths, uh, which had not yet been dried, so some fresh animal gut, and she bound him with them. Now, when I first read this, I thought, well, I wondered if this is just more of their flirtation. But then as I started studying what green wisps were, I realized there's no way anyone is going to think fresh, fresh animal guts is sexy. So that there's no way that's what's going on here. I mean, this is clearly Samson literally going, yeah, I, I can take fire into my bosom. This is literally Samson going, yeah, this looks bad, but I got it. <laughs> I got this. Why is Samson sticking around? It's interesting because there almost seems like to Samson here that danger had become a form of entertainment for him. Perhaps this type of banter between him and her was considered fun. You know, what's sad is I've seen relationships that actually operate like this, where that type of danger and evil banter is going on. And those types of relationships are always devastating in the end. And that is step number two to becoming a fool. When you begin to believe that doing wrong is fun. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 23, it says, It is as sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding has wisdom. And Samson's thinking, oh, I got her. I got her. You know, she really, she thinks that she's got the new things. I know she didn't go pick them. She doesn't like this kind of stuff. I got her, man. This is going to be great when I spring it on the Philistines. He thinks that all sorts of mischief is sport. Proverbs 15, 21, it says, Folly is joy to him that is destitute of wisdom, but a man of understanding walks uprightly. Samson says, oh, this is great. This is hilarious. I can't wait to see her face when, you know, she realizes I didn't tell her the truth. And so once Samson goes along with her nonsense and lets himself be bound by fresh animal gut, the Philistines spring their trap. Verse 9, now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber. Now, that means Samson had to have left after he told her his secret, and then he came back at another time. And, you know, I don't know if she showed up. She's like, hey, look what I found. I, don't, I have no clue how this went. But she binds him up. And in the meanwhile, while Samson's gone, and she knows he's coming back at some point, I don't know if it's weeks later, a couple days later, later that day, I have no clue. But they were hiding there while he was gone. Now, that also means that Delilah is not a poor woman. Homes were incredibly small back then for most individuals. And so to conceal enough men to jump Samson required space that most homes didn't have. So she was a well-to-do woman already. So these guys, they're waiting to ambush Samson, hiding there in her chamber. And so as soon as she's got him tied up, she goes, she said to him, the Philistines be upon you, Samson. And he broke those, the animal gut that he'd been tied up with like a thread of tow is broken when it touches the fire. Uh, a tow is just thin string and it disintegrates when you put it near a fire. And that's what he just, he just disintegrated these things. Now, it doesn't tell us what happened to the Philistines. I mean, did Samson stomp them? I don't know. Did they run away? I don't know. Did he kill them? Don't know. Whatever happened to them... Again, this is the point where any sane person turns to Delilah and says, what's wrong with you? I'm, I'm out. I, I thought we were playing around. I thought we were having fun. You know, I thought we were just joking with each other and stuff. But Samson, he doesn't. 
In fact, all it says here after this horrible occurrence, this horrible betrayal, is that it says no one figured out the source of his strength. So his strength was not known. And then lo and behold, in verse 10, we find Samson and Delilah together again. This is step three to becoming a fool. Repeat past mistakes and act as if the results weren't awful. Repeat past mistakes and act as if the results weren't awful. In Proverbs chapter 26, verse 11, it says that's what a fool does. Proverbs 26, verse 11 says, As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Now, I've never been a dog before, so I don't know if vomit's an exciting event for a dog. However, it doesn't look exciting to me. And my guess would be is that there's other things that are more exciting to a dog. And yet, he doesn't have the wisdom to know that's a bad idea again. I should probably wait till they just give me dinner. He goes and digs somewhere he shouldn't be, and it's not going to be as rewarding as he hopes it to be. It's going to take a lot of work, and it's going to be a letdown. That's the idea here. Step number three to becoming a fool is repeat past mistakes and act as if the results weren't awful. And that's what Samson does here. So here we go again. As Delilah said to Samson, behold, you have mocked me and told me lies. And then she pauses. There's a semicolon there. Now, the word mocked means to deceive in a way that is scornful. It means to play a cruel joke. This wasn't funny, Samson. This wasn't funny at all. That was mean. That was wrong for you to do that to me. You just completely lied to me at my expense. And now I look like a fool in front of everybody. (laughs) No mention of her betrayal. Now, again, when she pauses, this is the part in the movie where we expect Samson to reply, Oh, yeah? And you sold me to the Philistines. I mean, this, that's where we expect that. But Samson doesn't say that at all. He doesn't defend himself. He doesn't question her. Is Samson maybe worried about losing her? Man, I have, I've been in conversations with people and in situations like that. And they're, they're like, well, if I do that, I'll lose him or I'll lose her. And I, my heart breaks because you can tell they care about that person. And if you're in that situation right now, it will never work out when you compromise truth to try to save a relationship. It it never will work because the only way relationships can really truly grow the right way is when God is first in your life. So Samson, I don't know if he's worried about losing her. I don't know. Whatever the reason, he doesn't deal with her sin. He doesn't deal with her betrayal. Again, we have almost nothing here to gauge his mindset. But whatever the reason, his silence opens the door for yet another seduction. And so after she pauses, she says, now tell me, I pray you, wherewith you might be bound. Now, basically the phrase, the way this works in the Hebrew is she's basically saying after she gets on his case for playing a cruel joke and hears what he has to say, which doesn't seem like he says anything, She basically says, tell me now means let's forget about this awful problem we've had. You can fix all that right now. There shouldn't be anything between us. You just tell me now how you can be bound and everything will be forgotten and forgiven. So he said unto her, if they hold me fast with new ropes that were never occupied, that have never been used in work, then shall I be weak and be as another man. 
it's possible that the first time was a coincidence in Samson's mind that Philistines were there. Maybe the Philistines were listening into their conversation. But Samson can't think it's coincidence now. She's clearly betraying him again. Now, this is step four to becoming a fool. Don't do anything wise with the information given to you. Don't do anything wise with the information given you. In Proverbs 13, verse 16, every prudent man deals with knowledge, but a fool lays open his folly. Every prudent man deals with knowledge. The word there, deals, means acts. When knowledge is brought their way, they decide to alter their behavior in accordance with that knowledge. You know, one of the things that has often surprised me is the issue of trust when it comes to relationships. Something parents often will say, well, you know, every time I, I, I try to deal with my kids on certain issues, they would, go, they would say, well, you don't trust me. One of the things you need to understand, forgiveness as a Christian is required. If someone sins against you, you have to forgive them. There's, you, there's no way out. You've been forgiven way more than you could ever forgive. So you're required to forgive. But trust is not the same as forgiveness. Trust is something that is earned, always earned. And I tell my kids when they say, you don't trust me. And I say, well, trust is something that you earn. And you have not earned trust by your behavior. If you will re-earn that trust by changed behavior, then that situation can change. Oh, then you're just going to hold this over for me forever. No, I have forgiven you already. I'm not angry with you about this. But forgiveness is different than trust. Frequently, I see in marital situations or in relational situations when deep trust has been broken that spouses or in relationships or friendships that people are ready to just give over trust again. That is not something that God tells us to do. That's a foolish decision to make. You can forgive while still telling someone they need to earn your trust. We need to be wise with the information that is given to us. You're in a marriage situation, and one of the spouses has been incredibly unfaithful with the finances and can't handle credit, and they've put you in a bind, and they come to you, and I'm so sorry I did this, you know, and I, I forgive you. We're going to get through this. It's okay. We got to change the budget. We got to get through this. Okay, great. Awesome. Can I get a new credit card? The obvious answer is no. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that again. No, I'm not, no we're, we, we can't make that decision. We need, we need to learn first before we ever go there again. So step four to becoming a fool, don't do anything wise with the information given to you. It's clear that Delilah is betraying him again, and Samson acts like that's not going on. And so, verse 12, and Delilah therefore took new ropes and bound him therewith and said unto him, again, he's tying him up right there in front of him, and says, the Philistines be upon you, Samson. For there were liars in wait, those waiting to ambush Samson, abiding in the chamber. So again, Samson left after he told her the secret. He comes home, and she's like, look what I got. And then she ties him up right there, and the Philistines are there again. But he broke them from off his arms like a thread. These are the individual pieces that are used to make yarn. You would never tie somebody up with that. Very flimsy. But that's what he broke these ropes that had never been used in work before. He broke them like they were that. Verse 13, and Delilah said unto Samson, 
Hitherto, up to this point, you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith you may be bound. And he said unto her, If you weave the seven locks of my head with the web. So she fastened it with a pin, with the pin, his locks of his head, seven locks of his head, and said unto him, The Philistines be upon you, Samson. But there were no Philistines this time. He awoke out of his sleep, and he went away with the pin of the beam and with the web. This time, there's no flirting. There's no playing, no politeness, no playing the innocent party, none of that going on here. She just says to Samson, hitherto, up to this point, all you've done is mock me and tell me lies. And so then she says, tell me wherewith you might be bound. When she says that again, there's a colon. She pauses to wait for Samson to defend himself. And again, Samson makes no defense of his actions, doesn't accuse her of betrayals. And so when he doesn't say anything, she just says to him, Tell me how you may be bound. There's no politeness, no please. In fact, the absence of a certain Hebrew marking here means that she actually shouted the words to him. All you've done is lie to me and play cruel jokes on me. What do you have to say for yourself? He doesn't say anything. And she yells at him, shouts at him. Tell me now how you may be bound. At this point, Samson has to know this isn't a game to her. There's no seduction, just raw anger. Now, can I please tell you that if you're in this kind of a relationship, you need to get out of it. Marrying them won't make it get better. Giving it more time won't fix it. Abusers can only be helped from a distance where they can't control and manipulate the situation. As long as someone is close and they are in that place of power where they can control and manipulate the situation, they will continue to abuse. If you're in that situation, you need to get out. This has been In the Word with Pastor Will Ramirez, a ministry of Calvary Chapel of Orlando. You can listen to all of Pastor Will's sermons and find other valuable resources online at www.calvarychapelorlando.com or on the Calvary Chapel Orlando app, available on iTunes and Google Play. If you have any spiritual or physical needs, please contact us. We would love to pray for you and assist you in any way we can. You can reach us at 407-523-0800 during our office hours, Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Thank you for joining us today. We will see you next time as we continue to learn, walk, and live in the word. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.